Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Tightwad Deck, Episode 10, I'm Dreaming of Electric Sheep, for the week of August 19th, 2010. This week, we're going to be talking about the Android operating system. As I, we mentioned uh, uh, in our last episode, or maybe a couple of episodes ago, I ordered myself a Nexus One uh, Android-based phone from, from Google, and... Um, so now you get to listen to me brag about it for about a half hour or so. <laughs> well, uh, first let me start off by uh, let's grab us out of the geek clouds a little bit. <laughs> okay, first off, you have to give uh, some sort of a background on the the show the show topic or the, I'm sorry the, the title the title of the show because uh, that was lost on me. So you had to explain it to me. So there might be some people out there that need some explanation there. The if you've ever seen the movie Blade Runner. Uh, Harrison Ford, Rutger Hauer, uh, 1982. Uh, it was made uh, based off of a movie by an author called Philip K. Dick. Um, and the title of that movie was Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? And the androids in that movie that uh, Harrison Ford is running around trying to kill are the Nexus 6 class androids. When Google invented their Android phone, they called it the Nexus 1. A nod to that book. Right. So, carrying that on, the title is I'm Dreaming of Electric Sheep. And certainly an obscure reference, uh, unless you're up there in the Somebody geek out there is going to get that. Oh, certainly. Somebody certainly, out there is going to yeah. get that. Now, just for the record, I didn't know all that stuff. Um <laughs> When the Nexus One came out, I was listening to uh, another podcast on probably one of Leo Laporte's, and they made that connection for me because okay. I'm not that much of a geek. I'm not your sci-fi geek who sits and reads all day. In fact, I don't read at all, really, uh, for pleasure. I read all day at work, and then I go home and, and watch mind-numbing television instead. Right. Right. That's the way I do it. Now, I'm not quite as mind-numbing as you like to be. I don't watch The Simpsons. <laughs> oh, you had to go there. You I had, had to, to go, go there. there. That's, I love The Simpsons. But still mind-numbing, right? I mean, kind of. But we've, yeah. we've talked about that. Yeah. They, they've got some, some witty references in there. I'm more History yeah. Channel, Food Network sort of stuff. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> this week. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I've got one more for you because uh, this, this is going to sound super mega geek heavy, right? When, uh, let's say, for the teachers out there listening, as far as Android, uh, and we're talking about the Android operating system, but I mean, it's it's just a phone. It's one of the types of phones out there, it's right? One of the yeah. The, well, well, I was going to talk about that. Android is the uh, uh, the Motorola Droid is what everybody's going to think of or, or have heard of because right. uh, Motorola spent. Uh, much money advertising that device, and just recently the Droid X came out. Um, but I think that's a that's a really important distinction right, to point out is that there's there's the operating system, right. and when you see the ads for Droid, right. uh, that represents many different phones. Right. Well, uh, actually, the Droid is a phone. The first Android phone was the uh, G1. Uh, back in 2008, I think it was. Yeah. So Android's been around for a while. Just to, to give you some background, um, Google wanted to uh, get into the mobile space, and they weren't happy with the offerings out there. Um, most people who aren't paying a lot of attention will think that Apple invented the smartphone. Right. Um, and Steve Jobs is happy to, to let that uh, misconception go out there, that the iPhone was the first ever smartphone in the world. Uh, but it really wasn't. Um 
uh, we've we've talked before about the old Palm Trio. Which oh, was, loved my Trio. Which I think was the first of the modern smartphones. It was the first right. PDA that could make phone calls. Yeah. Uh, and so you had, um, uh, it was Java-based, uh, the Java programming language, um, and all the apps were Java-based. Uh, when Google wanted to get into that market, now Apple had already released the iPhone at that point, and they wanted to do their own mobile um, operating system. They took sort of the best of both worlds. They took the Apple's uh, touchscreen, multi-touch, pinch and zoom stuff, and they built it on their own implementation of a Java engine, uh, similar to what BlackBerry uses uh, Java stuff, and uh, Palm uh, used a bunch of uh, Java stuff, and I think maybe the new Palm WebOS still does. Uh, so, um, again, Apple was sort of the odd man out using their Objective-C. Uh, so, and I think it was 2008, the Android G1 came out. It was the first Android phone. And what's special about this is it's an open operating system. It's, uh, it's open source. Uh, you know, Palms is closed source and Blackberry is closed source and Apple is closed source. Uh, Android is the first open source, meaning, uh, Motorola and Nokia and, and all these people can take these things and just build a phone on it and, and, and put their OS on it and not have to pay anybody. Yeah, and then you, you know, at least you'd like to think that they would uh, be able to pass some savings on to the customer, <laughs> Somewhere right? that hasn't really seemed to be the case <laughs> right. yet, because all of these phones cost about uh, 500 bucks, no matter what. Yeah. But uh, uh, the the special thing there, and that's what I think Android is, the power of Android, is that there's no licensing fees associated with it. Uh, any motor handset maker can go crazy with it. HTC has really been the one who's leading the forefront right now. They made the Droid and the new Droid X and the Nexus One that I have uh, and, and a lots of different phones. You may not know HTC, but uh, they make handsets for a lot of other people. Um, and some, some run Windows uh, Mobile and some run uh, 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 Android. As far as I know, there's the only two. Um, so anyway, I got myself an Android phone because I wanted to be um, in on this sort of ground floor development. And so I just wanted to talk a little bit about Android. Uh, right now, Android is outselling both the iPhone and the BlackBerry. Um, I forget the exact numbers, but it's something on the order of uh, 200,000 phones a day. Right. Um, which is just mind-blowing. Yeah, it's not even close. Yeah, over a million a week, like 1.4 1, 1. or so million phones every week. Um, Apple sold uh, a million iPhones the first week they came out, and that was and that was huge, and 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 understandably so. People were excited about that. Android has been selling a million phones a week every week for months now. And I think that probably is what we really have to get at is that there's there's kind of more of an ecosystem there, and there's more options, right? So, not every Android phone is five hundred dollars, right? So there's some options there for people that they can get a an affordable smartphone. So if I were a developer and I were going to make an app for a modern smartphone, I would have to compare my options and, and look at it. I could do uh, the iPhone uh, and hope that my app passed the Steve test, right? Because right. there's lots of apps out there that don't. Um, and, and ridiculous then, ones that right. do. <laughs> and then and hit, you know, uh, a lot of handsets, mind you, but uh, at this point, about 20% of the market if you take if you add uh, uh, iPhones, iPod Touches, and iPads, you hit about twenty percent of that mobile market right now uh, for for um, uh, those devices. But the Android uh, market is 
just in the last couple of weeks has surpassed that. They're bigger than than BlackBerry, and that's huge. BlackBerry's all over the place. Right. Uh, but in terms of in in a let me put that in in uh, perspective. In terms of like quarter to quarter or month over month sales, they're outselling. They're selling faster than BlackBerry. That doesn't mean there are more Android handsets out there than BlackBerry. BlackBerry is still the huge market leader in established handsets out there. And um, but I, I, things are changing. It's looking right. like yeah. And I was a, Bla- a BlackBerry user. Sean is a BlackBerry user. Uh, neither of us have ever. Uh, owned an iPhone, we've you know used other people's and and played with them and that sort of thing. Uh, so just to understand, our our uh, uh, point of view is going to be a BlackBerry user, and, right. and I'm going to be talking to you as a former BlackBerry user who's now using an Android device. Uh, uh, you may have noticed if you pay attention to such things. A few weeks ago, uh, the um, um, education ministry in India said they're going to produce a thirty-five dollar tablet computer. Uh, basically an iPad for 35 bucks, uh, and it's going to be running Android. Um, so uh, there's a, another thing out there where it's hitting emerging markets. When you don't have to pay a licensing fee to anybody, um, you can you can build less expensive hardware. Right. So I'm just going to talk uh, some of my um, experiences uh, with Android over the last couple of weeks uh, as I've been using it. Um, you know, some of these are the Nexus One, specifically the hardware device. Uh, for those of you who don't know, have never seen one, a Nexus One is really an iPhone. About the same size, about the same shape, about the same weight, about the same battery life. Uh, in a lot of ways, the iPhone 4, the new iPhone and the, and the Nexus One are virtually identical hardware. Same uh, basic processor, same amount of RAM. Um, I, I got to say the Nexus One is much sexier. It, you think so? Yeah, the curves on it, it's just, I, I, I prefer it. I think, uh, definitely women would prefer it. And, yeah. you know, uh, the, the, the new shape, iPhones look a little more blocky. Yeah, the shape is similar to the iPhone 3GS, the, the iPhone 3. Right. Uh, the iPhone 4, they went more blocky, you know, uh, yeah. The, they went sleek. The industry followed. So now they're going back to blocky, the thing that they ridiculed a few years ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but it's a, you know, I've got a touch screen on it, and it's just like the iPhone. It's a, a collection, a grid of icons. You've got several home screens of icons that you can flip through. And I think the new Windows Mobile is is about to be the same thing. Uh, the Windows Phone 7 uh, you slide is, things is, yeah, and pinch. It's going to be the same sort of thing. So in that respect, there, there's pretty much parity there. And even, you know, uh, the new BlackBerry OS just hit this week. Um and it's basically going to be the same sort of thing from all the, the press I've seen, same sort of pinch and zoom and multi-touch and, and capacitive touchscreen and all that. Right. Um, I do miss my physical keyboard. I've been a BlackBerry user for years. I can thumb type with the best of them, and I'm really not liking my on-screen keyboard. Uh, well, and I saw that uh, the new BlackBerry uh, is right. slick, where they uh, it gives you that traditional BlackBerry right. keyboard that slides out. So that's now, that's nice. There are some Android devices that have a, a flip out or a slide down keyboard uh, that go with it. Uh, so uh, those those options are out there. But so uh, that's not really a shortcoming of Android. That's just me not liking to tap on glass to type. And I'm sure I'll get used to that. Uh, iPhone users have been doing it for years, and and uh, but well, uh, you, it's a little more challenging for you. I mean, you're a big guy. Well, you, I've got it, fat fingers. I, yeah. I know you can't see this, people, but Mark's got huge hands. Uh, <laughs> he's it, it's like uh, oh, what was the movie uh, uh, with Jack Black where he. Uh, 
Tony Robbins puts the mind meld on him. Shallow Hal. Shallow Hal. You know, when he, he shakes his hand and he says, it's like shaking a bunch of bananas. You know? <laughs> that That's Mark, people. So yeah. envision that. He's got a big yeah. hand. So, yeah, I can yeah. see that being a problem for you. I've heard catcher's mitt before, but a bunch right. of bananas. Oh, right. Whatever. I feel like an eight-year-old boy when I shake Mark's <laughs> hand. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, all of that aside, uh, just some um, – uh, Android right now is at version 2.2. 2. Uh, the G1 is it was version 1. Um, it feels like an early operating system a lot around. Still a little rough around the edges. Um, some places it's great. In fact, the if you're in the Google universe, and I am, I'm a, uh, I use Google Docs, I use Google Apps, Google Calendar, uh, Google Contacts. I used to use Google Sync on my BlackBerry to keep up with all this sort of stuff. If you're in that Google universe, you you open up your Android device, you type in your Google credentials, and your stuff is just magically there. Now, I was going to ask that. Is that is that a Nexus 1 thing or is that an Android thing? That's an thing? Android thing. Any Android-based device will do that. You plug in your Google credentials and it goes down and syncs up with whatever you've got there in the Google universe. Okay. And it even does multiple accounts. So I've got my personal account and my work uh, Google Apps account and and my non-Google Apps Gmail account. And it goes out and it, it just kind of synchronizes, put all those things together. Uh, and in fact, nice. it, it's a little creepy. Um, uh, this morning, I sent a text message to uh, the principal here at school, and I entered his his number in, in the text message. It recognized that that was um, a number in my contact list, synced it up, put his name for it, and his picture beside it. So when he replied back, <laughs> I got his picture there, and I was like, "Wait a minute, that's a little creepy." Yeah, that is. That's when yeah. it starts to get scary. Because it's, it's doing you know, that. it's 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 like my phone's smarter than I am at that point because I didn't I, I didn't know he had a picture or on like, my phone and or, he didn't. Oh yeah, that's that is true. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. not like I had put a picture of him on my phone. He went out and grabbed it off of his Google profile or, or, or contact card or something like that um, so anyway that's that's kind of a, a it's really great in in that respect uh, but there are some other areas where it's kind of rough around the edges like uh, uh, for example if I'm listening to a podcast or music or whatever and I get an email that little that comes in whatever you set it to be right. stops my media it can't mix media um, oh wow and I'm accustomed to on the BlackBerry, having multiple streams of media going at once, uh, I would be listening to Pandora while the voice navigation was giving me directions, and I'd hear both come through at the same time. You know, though, uh, now that you say that, I think the Palm had that problem too, didn't Did it? it? Yeah, I think I think I remember that. Is I'd be listening to an MP3 on on my trio and. Uh, I'd get some sort of notification and it would stop it and then yeah. I'd have to restart it. Well, I don't have to restart it. It picks right back up, but it doesn't okay. mix it in the stream. Um, and, you know, it's just one of those, it's uh, BlackBerry's on version 6 of their software, Android's on version 2, and so right. you get that feel. Um, uh, one of the things that I had gotten really accustomed to in the, the BlackBerry was the audio profiles. You could have a, a loud profile, like if you were in a noisy environment, a normal profile, a quiet profile. If you were indoors, like uh, in a quiet environment, you could uh, turn uh, a phone-only profile so that only the phone would ring and none of your other notifications would go, or you could mute it. Um, the Android in itself is just on or off. And so <laughs> you either have everything but blinking and buzzing and blooping, or you have nothing. Yeah. Um, now, I went out and found an app uh, called Profiles that sort of meets those needs. It's not quite the same, 
but it's close. Um, well, and let, let's be fair. You can't really do that real well on, on the BlackBerry either. That's that's kind of a shortcoming there, or at least not for free. What, the profiles? Right. No, that's all built right into the, the thing. Well, but it's kind of clunky. I, I think it's it's really clunky. And even in mine, I set mine, and then a couple of them aren't doing what I set them to well, do. Well, that's, so. that's not an experience I ever had. I always thought that part worked really well. Oh, no. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. But, I, I, yeah, I think it can be done better. Um, certainly on the Android, I guess, it's, it's, uh, it's worse, right? Well, you know, worse than I was used to. I'll put it that way. Um, so, again, and then that's, you know, your mileage may vary. I don't know if I, iPhone has anything like that. So an iPhone user may not even know what I'm talking about. I don't know. But, like, for example, with yeah, my Steve BlackBerry. Steve Jobs might not let him do that. <laughs> on my BlackBerry, <laughs> I would set it to phone only before I went to bed. And so all the notifications yeah. about mail and text messages and all that would be silent. But if somebody tried to call me in the night, I'd still get the phone. Yeah. And it would be a different ring. You know, instead of my heavy rock guitar that's my normal ringtone, it would be a nice beeping sound so I didn't have to peel myself off the ceiling because it woke me up at 3 o'clock in right, the morning. Right, or wake up your wife with right. it. Right. And so um, the the Profiles app on the Android comes close to that. Um, but it's just not not quite the same. Also on my BlackBerry, uh, BlackBerry has one of the best um, speaker phone algorithms ever. You yeah. almost never hear any feedback. It adjusts the volume dynamically. And when you put your Bluetooth headset in, if somebody's talking to you, if it gets really loud, it dials the volume down uh, and and adjusts dy- dynamically. You know, uh, you you guys probably can't tell this uh, because of the compression and whatever uh, on the podcast. But Sean's a loud guy. Yes. Um, he likes to say his voice carries, but he's loud. Yeah, uh, I have a booming voice. Yeah, he's loud. And so when he calls me, um, the first few words would be, Hi, Mark! And then it would kind of <laughs> dial down, and it would be uh, it'd be fine. And, and then the next time somebody called, and it would it automatically zoom itself up. Right. Um, uh, Android doesn't do that. I turn Sean down to protect my eardrums from bleeding. And then, and then, then when, hear somebody And then else. when my wife calls me, I have to yeah. turn it back up. Yeah. Little annoying. I mean, it's not a big deal, but it's just it's it lacks those refinements. Yeah. Um, uh, I can't. Uh, uh, Android is uh, more picky about where it'll play media. Like uh, I have a Bluetooth headphone, the the Jawbone Jawbone Bluetooth device. Uh, according to Android, it's phone only. I can't play podcasts through it. I can't do oh, the, really? the, the, yeah, the, the navigation turn by turn directions. I can't do that through it. Oh wow! Again, those things all work through the BlackBerry. Right. Now, if I got what they call an SRDS, um, a Bluetooth, uh, it would work for those things. Those things are considered media, and my device isn't media compatible. It's only phone compatible. And I think they'll work those things out. Yeah. Um, and and Android is iterating very quickly. 18 months ago or so, um, you know, it was infantile, and now it's it's already uh, uh, pretty much at parity with the modern things. And 18 months from now... You know, it's going to keep iterating, and so I think they're going to they work through those things. Especially being open source, it's, right. it's going to progress really fast. My biggest issue, and if anybody out there has some suggestions, I'd love to hear it, uh, is the lock screen. Um, like on the BlackBerry, uh, when your phone goes, you could set it for X number of seconds or minutes, lock the screen so that you need a password to get in. That's handy. You know, what occurred to me sometime back is everything is on my phone. All my contacts, uh, my passwords, I keep that on my phone. I keep right. it locked, right? But it's on my phone. Um, if I lose my phone, I lose 
everything about me. And some guy walking along the mall where I, you know, dropped it, picks it up. He's got everything, my bank account numbers, everything I need to know. So I set mine to lock itself after about 30 minutes. Now, the screen would go black after about 30 seconds to save on the battery. Right. And then 30 minutes later, a lock screen would kick in. In Android, the the screen black and the lock are one and the same. So oh. if you set it to not lock for an hour, the screen stays on for an hour, eating your battery. If you set it to lock, uh, go off every 30 seconds, you want the screen to go off after 30 seconds. Every time you do something, you have to unlock your phone. But now uh, the unlock... In- it's just a slide operation, or or do you have like a password set? Uh, well, Android, one of the coolest things it can do, you can do a password, or you can just do a slide. That the default is just a slide. Okay. Uh, mine is a swipe pattern. There's nine uh, uh, dots on the screen, and you have to swipe them in the right order to get in. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I like that. And if you do it, I think it's ten times wrong in a row. It erases all the data on the phone. Okay. I so, can live with that. Right, yeah. yeah. So somebody malicious is trying to hack into my phone. On the 10th time, it becomes uh, safer for me. You know, all my data is gone. Right. And still, they have my stolen phone, but they don't have my data. Right. So uh, BlackBerry had the same thing. Uh, you could set that. I think I had mine at 10 there. If you if you did did it wrong, it would wipe the phone out. In fact, when I was looking at uh, um, ways to erase the data off of BlackBerry when I traded mine out, yeah. um, one of the one of the things was just unlock it or, or try not to get it get into it get into it wrong too many times. That's the easiest way to to erase your data. Yeah. Otherwise, you have to go to settings and security and and do all that. Uh, you know, it's just do the miss the password too many times and it erases it. You know. Oh, and, and on this is somewhat off topic, I guess. But the BlackBerry, when you do that and you end up at that screen and you have to type in BlackBerry to, right. you know, are you sure? Erase the phone. That leaves remnants. That actually, I mean, I don't know if there's just database files and uh, you know deep down in the phone, but uh, I've experienced that in getting other phones that have been erased. Right. And uh, not anything security threatening, but. Uh, you know, it just seems odd that it's not quite getting everything. I wonder what's going on there. It may be, you know, stuff on the memory card that's not in the operating system, something like that. Well, no, I mean, like uh, I've I've got Mark's old phone, and uh, <laughs> uh, I've definitely got uh, like some PodTrapper information, you know, yeah. uh, files that were in there that were not mine that we had erased the phone, right? So I've just I've seen that a couple of times with those Blackberries, and wonder just how thorough that process is all right so those are you know the downsides of of android that i've come across so far the the annoyances now let me tell you about the stuff i like the browser is fan freaking-tastic um blows the blackberry they're not even in the same league they're not even in the same zip code oh yeah the blackberry browser is a slow and painful experience the android browser is awesome yeah. Um, it's it's pocket Chrome essentially. If you like the Chrome browser on on your uh, computer, uh, it's it's that on Android. It's got JavaScript works, Flash works, uh, which is just awesome. Um, uh, and that you know it, it d- depends on your experience, right? The BlackBerry was all about communication, and the Android seems to be more about the web. That makes sense. It was produced by Google, right? They're, right. Their business is eyeballs on the web. The more people who use the web, the more money they make. And so this phone is web-centric in a lot of ways. Um, it's got uh, a VNC app. I can control other computers with it. You know, just things like that that are that are kind of handy. And I'm, not, I'm sure all of these things exist 
on iPhone and iPad and, 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 and probably more. But again, I don't have experience with that, but I will talk about the app store. Um, you know, um, again, can't talk about the iTunes app store. Don't know what that looks like, but in the, the, uh, Android marketplace is what it's called. It's polluted with lots of garbage, lots of just, um, you know, screen savers and, and just junk. Right. That, that doesn't, doesn't have anything and, and, and like apps that don't do anything but, um, well, don't do anything really, as far as I can tell. Right. Or fart it's, machines or yeah, something. Yeah. Well, right? <laughs> you know, the fart machines would be high class compared to some of these things. Um, it's because there's no gatekeeper. You, you put your app up there. They do a heuristic scan to see that there's no, uh, uh, bad stuff going on, hopefully. Yeah, and, no and malicious then they go. code. I found a website called appbrain.com, which is a much more curated type thing. Uh, I like it a lot. And, and one of the cool things about that is you can browse the entire Android marketplace on the web and then click a button that sends it to your phone. Very nice. And so it just yeah. installs that way. So that's really very cool. Um, so a question for the, uh, the audience might be, should we do a regular Android tip? Is that something that might be interesting? It would be interesting to me. Uh, and it, yeah. even, but even before I had the phone, it would have been interesting to me because that is such a market. And again, I, you know, uh, I want to talk about, this isn't just the fact that I got a new phone, but this is sort of the, the emerging, the, the new frontier right. is the, this mobile space. Um, at, at the Consumer Electronics Show last February, there were something like 26 tablets uh, that were uh, set to come out, most of them running Android. Uh, this, this new Palm-based computing um, is going to be the next frontier. And ironically, the company named Palm has been left behind. Right, yeah. So, Jim, what are your thoughts, Sean, on just the whole app space, the the, the mobile space? Uh, I've kind of blathered a lot in this episode. I'm, I'm curious <laughs> to what your thoughts are. Uh, well, I I think it's interesting. I like the fact that Android is is open source, and of course that falls in line with you know our beliefs. Um, it'd be nice to see that passed on to the consumer a little bit more. Uh, you know, your phone, which the high end Android, uh, you know, kind of iPhone equivalent, you know, the the true competitor, uh, is not cheap. You know, so uh, I, I'd like to see that. But, you know, the technology always works its way down. So it's like I remember in 1995 uh, when I owned my own computer resale business, uh, I was the, the the cheapest guy on the market by a lot. I sold really inexpensive, uh, high quality computers at a very low price. I didn't have nearly the overhead of the big guys. And I remember selling uh, a desktop PC with a 14-inch monitor for $1,800, and that yeah. was that was really cheap. I mean, my competitors were all $2,400, $2,500 back then. Right. Uh, so, you know, and today a netbook is, you know, 300 bucks. Uh, so we're in that $1,800 time frame in the mobile space right now. Right, and that that's what I, I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see over the next five or ten years how that, you know, migrates down and, you know, you'll be buying phones like that, uh, you know, or people can go and pay, you know, the equivalent of $20 for a prepaid Nexus One. Right, you know, I, I, honestly, I expect two to three years from now to this will be a paperweight and i'll have something faster for a, a tenth of the cost sure yeah. i yeah i i think that's probably what we're going to see more uh in the future is going to be processor speed and uh memory and well battery gains too i imagine uh but 
functionality, I'm really kind of wondering where else they can go with it, you know. Uh, screens have gotten about as big as they can without, you know, you're... Well, yeah, the new HTC Evo is a, a 4.3-inch screen. Uh, uh, what's Dell's tablet? The Sleek? Sleek, I think it's Something called? Like the Streak. Yeah. Yeah, I think of Ray Stevens every time I hear The Streak. <laughs> it's a 5-inch screen. Yeah. I mean, at that point, you're like holding a brick up to your ear. You're going, we're going backwards. We're right. going back to the old days. So, yeah, I, there's, you know, I guess there's probably... Uh, certainly some strides that can be made in functionality, but I think it's all going to come down to uh, faster processors and uh, more memory and, you know. Or or equivalent processors getting a lot cheaper. Right. You know, same sort of thing. Right. And, you know, downsizing and things, you know, the what Intel i whatever it'll be by then will be, yeah. you know, scaled down to a phone size. And so, yeah. That's so, my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> so we just wanted to take this uh, this episode and and sort of step outside the the education realm and step outside the uh, the stuff we normally talk about and just just go you know handheld uh, uh, cell phones and smartphones uh, you know that's everybody everybody carries a phone right and more and more people are carrying smartphones and the people who listen to our podcast are definitely carrying smartphones. Yeah, absolutely. Uh they they're carrying, you know, uh, a BlackBerry or an iPhone or uh, maybe some of them still have the old G1s or a Droid or or something. Um that's that is the the becoming the de facto, you know. Uh just a few years ago, in fact, I still have it and according to AT&T it's still my current phone. Mm-hmm. Uh is my little Nokia 6102 camera phone phone. That that was the big innovation. Right. It's got a camera. Uh, and, and, and that was a big deal. You know, I had a little screen on the front. Uh, like when it was closed, it was a clamshell phone, had a little screen on the front that wasn't in color. And then I could open it up and I had like a two inch screen on the back. <laughs> yeah. And that was, you know, that was a big, and that was just a couple of years ago. Right. Uh, maybe four years ago tops. Yeah. It, I guess maybe the biggest thing to be said about this is that there's really, there's a new player in town because, uh, it was, uh, you know, if you wanted to go smartphone, well, you were either a BlackBerry or an iPhone. Uh, Palm had already kind of, you know, rode off into the distance and, or into the sunset. So, uh, you know, I think there's obviously a le- it's, it's funny to even say a legitimate other guy because right now it's the guy. Uh, right. It's and, becoming the 800 pound gorilla. Right. So if you're, if you're out there thinking about what's my next cell phone that, You've got to really, you know, Android's got to be in consideration right. now. Well, there's, you know, there are rumors that the iPhone is coming to Verizon. Of course, that rumor has been out for as long as there's been an iPhone. Right. Uh, and, you know, they're saying now it's going to be January. Well, you know, it was July of this year, I think it was supposed to happen. But if you're on Verizon or uh, Nextel or, or one of those guys uh, and you want a smartphone, you're getting an Android phone or maybe one of a handful of Windows mobile devices. Yeah. Uh, the Windows Phone 7 isn't ready yet. Uh, it's supposed to be out by uh, Christmas time, I think. Uh, so right now, if you're a Verizon user, it's it's Android. You have an Android phone. You have the Droid, you know, yeah. uh, or you have uh, or you have a phone that's called a feature phone that's not a really a, a smartphone. Yeah. So, yeah, it's becoming the guy. And uh, uh, it's exciting to me, you know, not just because I'm a, a, a geek. Uh, I mean, that is part of it, but also because of what it represents. This this new um, frontier of technology, and I don't think we're ready to move this into the classroom yet. But I think in a few years, this may be the de facto computing platform in schools. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, certainly, I mean, we see people are grasping at ways to use these devices yeah. in the classroom. Uh, sometimes they're really kind of overstretching, but, uh, but I can certainly see that. I mean, the future is going in that direction. It's just a matter of, you know, everything's got to kind of come together. And, uh, I, I think, the real shortfall is software right now. Right. Uh, you know. And in input. You know, it, right. it comes down to that uh, inputting of data. Right now, keyboard is still the best way to do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody wants to be able to somehow touch or feel or, or you know, to create a document. And uh, you, you can't do that. you got to have that keyboard. Uh, so maybe there'll be some kind of weird you know how palm had that the uh, graffiti the, interface right yeah. their own their own uh, graffiti so uh maybe that's where we'll end up maybe that hasn't been invented yet right so all right well i think that uh, pretty well wraps up that uh we will move on to our regular uh tips of the week uh for episode 10 uh the for the tech tip of the week i'm going to uh this is probably one that is not going to be new to anybody uh but just in case um it's a it's a really good one it's called cd burner xp and the website is cdburnerxp.se and it is just as the name implies uh for windows xp but also works in windows 7 and windows vista it's a free cd burner software uh if you um bought a computer with a CD burner or a DVD burner on it. It probably came with uh Roxio or, or something like that or Nero. Yeah. Um, but if you are, are um, restoring an old computer, for example, or, or you've, uh, you're putting a new uh, hardware into an older computer, you may not have uh, software available to burn CDs like that. Or and, if you, if the software you have is just, too bloated or right. you know don't like the interface i mean yeah i like know. cd burner xp better than nero i used to be a big nero fan uh but it became this big monster that i mean it comes with an audio editor i don't want to audio edit audio i just want to burn a cd right and that's what cd burner xp does really well it burns cds and dvds it'll do data uh, uh cds uh data ISOs. dvds it'll burn an iso it will not make a dvd that you can put in your dvd player it doesn't do video dvds uh for that i recommend a tool called um uh dvd flick and maybe that'll be something i'll talk about in a future episode right um, but it's just a really simple tool that does one thing and does it really well. And almost all drives available, uh, almost all drives out there are supported. Uh, there are a few, uh, maybe older or really off, uh, uh, the beaten path hardware that, that is not going to run on, but I haven't found anything yet. And so again, that's CD burner XP. Check it out. It's simple. It works. Duh. <laughs> yeah, we like, we like that. Oh, and it's yeah. free. Not open source, but free. All right. Well, I guess I'll uh, jump in with the teacher tip of the week. Uh, teacher tip of the week is uh, Classroom 2.0, uh, which is a uh, – I'm talking about an actual website. And I came across this website, oh, I want to say two or three months ago. And I was really just kind of looking for uh, various communities and things that I could kind of dive into uh, in really in an effort to drum up people – uh, to have on the show and interview and things like that. And, uh, so I got on there. Uh, it's a very interesting site. It's, uh, uh, basically, uh, well, the way they describe themselves is a website for people interested in web 2.0 and social media and education. Uh, uh, 
And you can find them at classroom2.0.com. Uh, no, classroom20.com. Classroom, yeah, classroom20. Sorry. That, yeah. <laughs> Don't want to put that point in there. Um, they, uh, one thing I really like about them is they do have an account approval process. So, uh, you have to actually go in and, uh, kind of apply to be accepted to the site. And so you need to be in education and they do this, uh, to really, def uh, in an effort to defeat spammers and, uh, keep people off of there. They're, you know, trying to sell everything in, in, you know, under the sun to educators. So, uh, you don't get a lot of that. So that's one thing that's really nice. Uh, I thought it was interesting in 2009, they did six live workshops in North America and, uh, which was really neat, but I looked in 2010 and they don't, they haven't had any, at least not posted on the site. Uh, one thing they do though, is they run several daily webinars on just all kinds of different things, you know, how to do X, Y, and Z in the classroom. And uh, of course that usually revolves around, uh, web 2.0 stuff or social media. Uh, so, uh, if you want to check it out, you can go over to classroom2.0.com and, uh, uh, take a look at my profile. I'm not sure if that's viewable just by the random public or not. Can yep, you... I'm not logged in and I can see it. Okay. Yeah. You can't see it. So classroom20.com, uh, forward slash profile forward slash Sean Kybel, S-H-A-W-N-K-I-B-E-L. And, uh, you can take a look at my profile, um, and uh, kind of get a feel for it. It's a little Facebooky, yeah. You know, if I can say that. Um, uh, and so, what would you see as the benefit of this for a teacher? Uh, certainly, just uh, you know, uh, bouncing ideas off of one another. If you're looking to do something, I see a lot of teachers posting things in here about just kind of some of the neat things they're doing. Um, so, definitely getting ideas. Uh, so, it's your own personal staff development. Yeah, resource. pretty much. I, I see. I see it that way. Um, uh, and just to build that community, you're, you're gonna, I think, in there, run across people who are similar to you, uh, and have kind of either a similar grasp of technology, or you know, they're gonna embrace different types of technologies. And uh, they have some groups in there, so uh, you know, a lot of like Apple lovers group. It's funny they they run them almost like SIGs. I think they do actually call them uh, special interest groups. Uh, so there's that. It, it's just overall, it's a great community. It's very robust. Um, and I'll say, you know, it's, uh, it's also got some, uh, uh, legitimacy to it. It's, uh, let's see, was recognized by the American Association for School Librarians, uh, 2009 best website for teaching and learning, uh, eSchool News, uh, website of the week. I think that was in 2009 as well. And uh, 2008 Winter Edgy Blog Awards Best Use of Social Networking. So, you know, the site's got some chops, basically. So, you know, this is 2010, right? And it's been winning awards since 2008. So right. it's it's been around a while and well known, apparently. Yeah, and I guess that's what you you look for in a site like this because you don't want something that just started up a month ago and you know you get all excited and jump on there and bob's teacher websites and stuff right and 30 days later it's either stale or you know whatever or they start charging for it yeah, yeah. so if, you, if you're looking for a very robust community to you know just basically uh meet uh, up with teachers educators and even tech people you know i'm on there uh then uh, it's a great site to go so go to so classroom20.com all right 
And uh, so I guess that uh, will wrap us up for this week. Again, uh, you can always find us at our website at thetightwadtech.com. Uh, from there, you can find links to our Twitter feed and our Facebook page. We didn't have to give out my my email address once this episode. No, we didn't. Right. Yeah, you guess you weren't offensive this oh, week. Yeah. I'm being good. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sean. At uh, so yeah, it's uh, you can always find us uh, there at uh, at uh, the Tightwad Tech. I'm Mark at the Tightwad Tech. He's Sean at the Tightwadtech dot com. And um, again, uh, in our last episode, we we ask our community to 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 let us know. And so far, forums are in the running. Um, as, as determined, we haven't had just a deluge of feedback about that, but, but what we have, uh, we've had a few people say they like the, uh, the blog format we have now, but for the most part, people were saying that they want a forum, uh, or nothing at all. Um, right. so I, as much as I'm not really a big fan of forums, uh, unless the feedback changes in the near future, I'll probably be setting up a forum for the Tightwad Tech. Yeah, I, I'm all right with that. You know, maybe I'll set up a classroom. 20.com site no probably uh, not yeah i don't know about that uh i will say we probably will want to keep it somewhat limited i guess but that, see that's the problem with forums right i mean they grow like out of right. your control really quickly so somebody referred know. to it as um oh I, I forget the exact term but it was something like uh nuclear fission you keep adding energy and adding energy and adding energy and you don't see anything and then suddenly it explodes yeah and uh, and we're at that adding energy phase with our podcast. We've been around uh, now about four months, and uh, so we're still adding energy and adding energy and hoping we're going to explode. We're trickling a <laughs> neutron off here and there, but we haven't exploded yet. I'm optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we invite you to visit our website again at thetaiwad.com uh, and yeah. thetaiwadtech.com and uh, add some energy for us because uh, this is uh, our teachers came back this week. Our students will be back on Monday. Uh, we are here well after hours to record this podcast because uh, our days are just uh, jam full and uh, we've had... Oh, four or five interruptions. Phone calls have come in. A couple of people knocked on the door. The air conditioner guy was here. So uh, this is probably one of our most heavily edited episodes. Hopefully you won't notice right. by the time you listen to this, but uh, it took us quite a while to retor- record a fairly short uh, podcast. Um, I just want to give one final little shout out to uh, the people who did give us uh, feedback and thank you for that. And some of you are possibly going to be hearing from us or at least uh, uh, hearing about your feedback in uh, future episodes here. So Absolutely. Uh, uh, if we didn't mention anything in this episode, uh, some things are in the works. So. And uh, keep uh, um, keep giving us your ideas. Uh, we, we love to hear. We've had some people suggest topics uh, for software and hardware solutions, things that we're not familiar with, and uh, we're trying to track down people who are familiar with them so that we can have an expert on the show uh, because it's kind of pointless for us to ramble on about something we don't know anything about. Right. Um, uh, so we want to get somebody on. So if if you've said, hey, check this out, and we haven't uh, uh, done anything on it, it's probably because we're looking for somebody uh, who can speak with authority on that. Absolutely. And so we've got some pretty cool things upcoming, I think. Uh, and uh, we've been invited to uh, uh, to speak to uh, a couple of groups in other states uh, remotely, and that's kind of neat. Yeah. Uh, so it's nice to know people are listening, and um, um, I guess that's about it. Yeah, that's that's why I wanted to throw that out there because uh, we did we did get a pretty good amount of uh, feedback a, here recently. If you're a Facebook user, please like us, please. <laughs> we're we're more than halfway there. 
but we don't have a hundred uh, people who like us yet. Yeah, we have more, quite a few more than that that are listening now. We so. would certainly hope so. Yeah. And so uh, I guess that's all. So yeah. for this week, this is Mark signing off. And Sean signing off.